Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Hey, hey guys, welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast. This is Eric Beck. I'm just sitting in this week uh, for David and Jason and uh, so happy to be here. So proud uh, of all of the work that's been done to create uh, really a movement. And I hope you guys can feel it, that the the movement that is beginning and growing uh, that is going to change lives and change hearts and bring about stability. Uh, Because boy, that is what we need. We need some stability. We need some predictability and we need it soon. How are we going to get that? Well, today, what I want to talk about is consistency. I know that is not a glamorous topic, (laughs) but I'll ask you this question. If you could consistently have, and I'll I'll ask it this way, if you had a penny that consistently doubled in value for a month, (laughs) would you want that? I hope you're all just yelling out yes right now, uh, because somebody will do the math on this. I don't remember what it is, but it's it's well over multiple millions of dollars just to have that penny that doubles in value every day. A penny becomes two pennies, two pennies becomes four. And I know at the end of the first week, it's like $80. You're like, what's the big deal? At the end of the third week, it's a very big deal. And at the end of the fourth week, it's life-changing. I love the idea of consistency because it really attacks the um, overinflated heroic idea. Now, the immature version, if we think of masculine archetypes, the immature version of the warrior is the hero. And on the negative side of that archetype is the grandstander. On the uh, on the other side of that, it would be the bully. The grand standard, it's all about them and being awesome and, and being seen to be great. The bully, it's all about using their power over other people to get what they want. Um, and that really exists in what we call the hero archetype, where it's the save the day. You did the thing in the one moment. It was that one pinnacle you know, moment and you did it. Okay, And you can hear even in the way I'm describing it, it's really all about who. It's really all about you. Right. That's what that's what the hero archetype is about. The mature archetype of that is the warrior. Okay. This is not the person who glorifies violence. Uh, this is obviously not the person who runs from violence. Uh, they don't use violence against other people uh, for their own selfish gain. Um, and, and they don't use violence as a way of gratifying, you know, some sort of, of lust of the flesh. Here's what the warrior does. The warrior does exactly what is required and no less and no more. The warrior has moved on from being the hero because the warrior begins to see that it's not about the heroic deed. It is about a heroic life. And that is a very different approach. When you're in your your teens or your 20s, especially uh, the men that are listening, you know, you think about doing that awesome thing. Um, you know, hitting the home run at the clutch moment at the bottom of the ninth inning or throwing that football into the end zone or whatever it is. And it's like, we we want to be that guy in that moment that does the thing. And that's awesome. It is totally good. Uh, so I, I, I don't want to say it's bad, but I want to say it's not enough. 
Um, one of the worldviews that we really have to break down, it says in Corinthians that um, there's, there's uh, you know, these strongholds that set themselves up against the knowledge of Christ. And, and we have to pull those those strongholds down so that we can do what? So that we can put on the mind of Christ to be renewed with that level of clarity about reality. Because that's really what's happening. I mean, really, the challenge that we all face is how can I better be in reality? In this given moment right now, am I in reality? What level of reality am I in? Strongholds, uh, principalities, powers, iniquities, besetting sins, these are all system-level blockages, um, camouflage, smoke screens, uh, deceptions, right? Th that If that deception is set in, then lots of difficult decisions follow, okay? Now, when we first start on a spiritual journey, we are learning about the basics of right and wrong. This was, there's a $20 bill on the floor. It's not yours. You pick it up and take it and don't tell anybody. That's a single kind of individual moral uh, a failure in that moment. That was That's not the right decision. The right decision is to, to pick it up and to find out whose it is and then maybe leave it with someone at the front desk or someone in authority so that when somebody comes back later and says, hey, it's missing, uh, you know, they can get their money or whatever like that. Okay, so that's important. But Hebrews 5 says that that is the foundation. That's the milk. That's the the fundamentals of the faith. So do we have to have them? Of course. Without a foundation, you don't, you're not going to have a building. So yeah, you have to have the foundation. Is it enough to only have the foundation? No, because you still don't have a building. You just have a foundation. So the writer of Hebrews is saying to us in Hebrews 5, hey, hey, wake up. Why are you still in the nursery? You guys are still on milk. You should be on meat now. And then he uses that word, which is, of course, one of my favorites, trained, trained. Those who have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil, that's the mature, and they're eating the meat. Distinguishing good from evil is another way of saying waking up to reality. You see, if any in any situation, you can discern goodness, the righteousness, the truthfulness of what is actually happening versus what it might seem to be, or it kind of reminds you of something else, or a projection from a past situation as some sort of falsehood, that's really the difference, okay? In reality is in truth. Out of reality is in deception and falsehood. And that's what we're trying to figure out here. We're trying to figure out how can we stay awake? How can we be in reality more consistently? And as a theme for, for today's uh, conversation with you guys, that's what I want to get into. In your life right now, what are you doing consistently that is helping you stay in reality? Okay, what are you, What it's one of the, I think it's one of the Psalms. I always ask David and Jason, they're so good with this, which one it is. But one of the Psalms says, you know, how long will you sleep? You know, how long will you sleep? Like, wake up, wake up, wake up. What does that mean, wake up? What it means is start the process of fortifying yourself against the deceptions that so easily 
flow into our perception and then we don't see what's there. So consistency. Bruce Lee quote, you guys heard me say this before, love this one. I'm not afraid of the man who knows a thousand kicks. (laughs) Now I spent, I don't know now, how long? Wow, 96. However long it is from 1996 until now, um, doing uh, uh, karate, Japanese karate. Um, And man, I'm gonna tell you what, I have been kicked so hard (laughs) so many times. Uh, Broken ribs, broken fingers, broken orbital. (laughs) I mean, just you name it. Man, nobody wants to get kicked. And you say, man, here's a guy who could do a thousand different kicks, a front kick, back kick, side kick, roundhouse kick. Uh, there's even a reverse roundhouse kick called a Ura Mawashigiri, if you're uh, literate in Japanese. I'm not literate in Japanese, except for karate words. Um, there's heel kicks, hook kicks, uh, sweeping kicks. I mean, there's so many kinds, right? There's thrust kicks, snap kicks, uh, all kinds of cut kick, <laughs> like all kinds of these kicks, right? There's a guy who knows a thousand kicks. Whew, I'm really nervous. Bruce Lee says, nah, not too nervous about that guy. The guy I'm nervous about is the guy who's done one kick a thousand times. What does that mean? Well, probably in the first hundred times you do a kick, you're just actually learning to do the correct motion. Okay, let's progress. A little martial arts training here for everybody. Welcome to the dojo. Um, Okay, so front kick, you put, let's say your left foot in front, your right foot is behind, kind of in a running stance of sorts. Uh, You raise your back knee up to the front. You know, you extend your leg so it's parallel to the ground. You point your foot like you're stepping on the gas, but you lift your toes because you don't want to kick with the toes. You want to kick with the ball of the foot. And then you do everything in reverse and put the foot behind you. It's kind of hard to do. It's a lot of little things. And if you do it wrong, you're going to break your toes. And and it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. And when you practice with a good sensei or a good fighter, they're going to have you kicking something hard, not a soft, squishy squishy bag or a little kicking shield, because uh, that doesn't really make you get your foot in the right position. Um, so again, I'm talking about legit, you could kick through a door, and I'm not kidding, uh, without hurting your foot, <laughs> like a real front kick, okay? So you're probably going to do that hundreds of times, right? You know, maybe 100, 200 times just to get the motion right, just to get the coordination we want to start kicking on something. We don't want to kick in the air. It's bad for our joints. So we want that energy to transfer into the target. So you're kicking it. And now let's say, you know, over some amount of time, you've gotten to 100 or 200 or 300. Okay, good. Maybe around 500, you can actually apply full power, meaning you can kick as hard as you want and it will not hurt you. Um, and now you're like, hey, I, I can kick the door. I can kick the makiwara, which is this uh, wooden plank sort of thing that is quite uh, telling if you don't kick it or punch it right. <laughs> it will punish you. Anyway, now we've gotten to 500 kicks and we can kick as hard as we want. What's the problem? Well, we're not kicking a person. <laughs> so we're not actually fighting it. We're, we're just kicking a stationary target with, with good skill, but we're not doing anything. If you remember the Bruce Lee movie, one of the bad guys is breaking a bunch of boards and you know, backfisting them and punching them in the air and the boards are flying apart. And Bruce Lee just looks at him and says, boards don't hit back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So at 500, yeah, okay, you got some skill, but you don't really know what to do. What do you not know? You don't know distance. What? That's right. Your target is not going to stand still. <laughs> no one's going to stand there. Just let you kick them, right? They're going to put something in the way. What if they raise their knee? What if they back up? What if they move forward? Now you need a bunch more kicks 
to move with another person and not someone in your own style. That's one of the big downfalls of martial arts or that's Brazilian jiu-jitsu or Krav Maga or Taekwondo or karate or anything else. You just fight your own people all the time. You're fighting a style, you know, again, no bueno, <laughs> not good. Uh, you know, uh, I do like watching the UFC because I do like to see how the styles respond to each other. So there's some there's some good truth in that um, for those of you who are interested. But, yeah, you can't just be good at kicking. You got to now be good at distance. And then eventually you got to be good at timing. And then eventually you got to be good at knowing your opponent and knowing what and how and when and where does he block that front kick. And when you've mastered the front kick, no one can block it. No one can block it. I say that because it was one of my favorite techniques, and I scored almost at will in the matches that I was in. Meddled about 40 times, um, been in lots and lots and lots of matches, lots of tournaments. Um, and again, I, Bruce Lee's right. I don't care if the guy can do a flying, spinning, jumping, uh, whatever. It didn't matter. It didn't. Most of that's for the movies anyway. Tell you what, somebody who knows how to do a front kick, who has mastered front kick, holy moly. That guy can kick you in the side of the thigh or the shin or under your chin. Uh, some of you remember that Anderson Silva knockout from years ago on the UFC. I'm telling you what, it is not a flashy kick, but holy moly, <laughs> it's such a powerful tool. Why am I saying this? Consistency. What is your front kick? Do you have a front kick? Right now, a little inventory. We want to be expert owners. We are following David and Jason's call, uh, and, and in many ways, their example, um, to really take ownership of every aspect of our life. Well, where, where's your front kick? In your business, what is your front kick? That thing you have nailed. You are at an absolute level of mastery in it. Okay, This is a great business improvement process. This tool you can take with you, take it, take it into your front desk area or your customer service area and go, what is the one thing in this whole sequence here that we absolutely have nailed and it's making an incredible difference? You see, I would really recommend that you focus on mastery, not on volume. A lot of people are like, yeah, we need this marketing thing and this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. And, and marketing is vital. It's absolutely important. It absolutely is. Okay. But the best marketing is happy customers. And you don't make customers happy by marketing to them. And frankly, aren't we all kind of sick of all the gimmicks that we're drowning in? Three easy steps and two, two wonderful secrets and this hidden knowledge and this thing and this thing and this thing and that thing. I just want to say, be very careful about that. Hey, some people do have secrets and some people do have great knowledge and that's awesome. And it can really help. It can, absolutely. Okay, I, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying it's definitely not the whole picture. Ultimately, I feel like the real picture in val value creation and anything else, the real picture that we're going after is mastering something. So what is it that your business does that we can absolutely point to as a point of mastery? What is your front kick? That's what I want to challenge everybody to think today. Yep, you know, the enemy out there, he's not afraid of the good-hearted person who knows a thousand things at a half an inch level. Okay, He's concerned about that one crotchety old guy out there just 
honing that one skill that is so deadly, that is so powerful. Okay. Now, again, in the business context, I'm not saying we don't have a variety of services. I'm not saying we don't have different value centers. Of course we do. Of course we do. But it has to be centered around one central value, our true asset. And the Founders Fire coaching program, which I head up, that's what we help train people do, is to really find that true asset, align the business around it so we have maximum impact. You know, if we take the sunshine rule here, this is very helpful. The sun heats the earth. It's wonderful. It's warm. Sometimes in the summer, it's kind of hot. You get little blisters or whatever. Okay. Yeah. What happens though, even in the winter, if you get out a magnifying glass and you take that energy that's dispersed and you focus it, well, you can start a fire. You you suddenly have an incredible and exponential amount of energy. Focus is the key. Consistency is really another way of saying focus. And I like to think of it like a muscle. If we do not spend regular time using that muscle, it will not get stronger. And we will get more and more afraid. Okay, let's just imagine that you're a soldier on the day of the battle. It's still before daybreak. And your weapon and your ammo and your gear are not in order. You hear the battle cry go out. You hear your fellow soldiers rushing out on the battlefield. You see the sun just peeking above the tree line, and you know the moment is coming. You feel great right now? You feel super good with all your stuff scattered everywhere? No, you do not. No, you do not. That's like a frustration dream, right? What do you want? You want to know everything is tied down, locked in, good to go, squared away. There is no lack of focus. Now, all my efforts can go into one particular area without distraction. Our culture is literally at war with this idea, whether it's some drug that they want you to take or they want to distract you with your phone, picking it up. I've heard recently on average 157 times every day. That fractured attention makes for an impotent army, scattered, distracted, unfocused. Is Bruce Lee afraid of that guy? No, he's not. He's happy about that guy. Is the enemy afraid of us scattered and distracted? No, he's not. He's not. He's pillaging and plundering. That's what he's doing. What what I want to encourage you to do in your business, in your life, in your family, uh, your relationships, is to ask yourself, where's my front kick? As a family, what is our front kick? What is the thing we are heading towards mastery on? In my business, what is that thing? In my relationships, what is that thing? It matters that we find it because when we find it, we are now ready to be deployed. If you feel like you're on the sidelines in your life in some way, and like, why am I just not getting deployed? I'll tell you, it could be God's mercy. It could be because you're just not ready yet. You're not training. You're in the process of wanting it, but you're not in the process of gaining it. The training process is one that gives us the skill, the confidence. Forget this imposter syndrome nonsense. If you have imposter syndrome, what? That's the same thing. It's just you're marketing yourself with no skill. No wonder you feel like an imposter. Stop marketing and start training, (laughs) right? I'll tell you what. In the right time, God sent his son in the fullness of time. 
in the right moment, here comes Jesus. That's you. That's you. I don't think that God needed to do a bunch of marketing to say, hey, get ready. Here comes Jesus. You know, he sent a fully trained, amazing, life-changing Savior. And that's what our destiny is. Our destiny is to be, to be deployed and to be fully trained. So consistency is the key for that. What are you doing day in and day out, week in and week out? How are you being consistent at, at gaining mastery in that area? And yes, I know about all the torpedoes that want to take us off that focus, but I want to say stop waiting. Stop being distracted. Stop blaming the world and everything else and decide I'm going to begin a level of strategic action um, in faith. And I'm telling you what, you're going to see some crazy results. Join us if you can in, in uh, August, August 15th. We're doing a workshop, a one-day workshop in Nashville, Tennessee. So if you're in the area or close to the area, you can get there. We're going to spend an entire day training. Uh, we are going to train on systemizing your business and getting a lot of these consistencies and, and, and procedures happening to work for you so that you can truly be the captain of your ship and sailing it right where you're supposed to sail it in alignment with your calling and the calling of the people that work with you. Um, it will be an amazing time. Excited to uh, to share it with you if you can make it. So look forward to, to seeing some of you guys there. Um, it is a limited uh, amount of spaces. So if you feel like, hey, maybe I should do that, then, hey, maybe you should do that. We would love to see you there. So um, let me leave you the, with this thought, though. When it, when, it, when it comes down to you looking at your life and saying, hey, I want to really maximize my calling and reach full potential. I want to be an expert owner. I really want to own every part of my life. I want to ask you this question. What is it that you want more than that? Because that is the key to unlocking your consistency. You may truly want something in your heart, but if you're not seeing it, what that means is there's something else, maybe hidden, that you want more. And that's where we got to do an inventory and say, is there something I want more than that great front kick? Do I love that roundhouse kick because it's so cool looking? Is that really what I'm called to, though? The cool looking thing? Or am I called to the effective thing? That's where we do an inventory. And that's what I think it means to take ownership. If you're new to expert ownership, please head over to expertownership.com. Check out Owner Suite. Get the book. If you haven't got David and Jason's books, life-changing, life-changing stories. Not just because it's full of wisdom, which it is, but because David and Jason are, are real. They're, they're what you hope they are. You know, in, in the day and age that we live in, we hope that the people we look up to are what, what we think they are. And I'm, I'm so happy to say they certainly are. So thank you for joining us here. And we will see you guys next time. Take that baton, run with it, and get that prize. See you guys later. I've been really, really feeling